Sleep is a skill set. You can learn it and you can control it. That's the message that I'm here to explain to everybody. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Before we begin, I've created a group discount program for all of our listeners where you can get regenerative products and services for prices far below that which you could get on your own. For example, Warden's Jelly starting at $475 per cc or Exazone starting at $360 per cc. The more members in our group, the better prices we all get. So please join our group today so that we can all get the best prices for products and services. Go to drrosscarter.com and sign up or text me your name and email to this number, 561-962-1231. This is important, so save it in your phone right now. It's 561-962-1231. Back to the show. Welcome to the Regenerative Warriors show. My name is Dr. Ross Carter. My special guest today is Dr. Michael Bruce. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Ross. I'm excited to be here. I am too, because today we're going to be talking about a very, very touchy subject for some people, which is your sleep. What would you say would be a great starting point when we get to this topic? So first of all, there's a lot of different people out there that have all kinds of different sleep-related issues. So it's not uncommon for people out there, first of all, to have sleep issues. So I want to let everybody know you're not alone. Sleep is a skill set. You can learn it and you can control it. That's the message that I'm here to explain to everybody. Most of the time, the biggest issue that people have with falling asleep or staying asleep is that they can't turn off their brain. So it's either anxiety fueled or depression fueled one of those two or in many cases both so understanding where that issue comes from number one becomes an important thing the second thing that you got to realize is you've really got to think about your mindset so understanding a pre-bed routine turns out to be extremely helpful both physically and mentally and emotionally well, when I was young, I didn't have any challenges with sleep. So if it's something I learned, how did I know how to do it at first? But now I lost it. How did that happen? That's kind of weird. So the good news is you did not unlearn how to sleep. <laughs> okay, okay, good. All right. Uh, check it. What you did do is you didn't realize that there are a lot of things that we do throughout our day that actually contribute to making it much more difficult to fall asleep. So what I did was I put together a five-step process for all of your viewers and listeners that everybody can do literally starting today that will help them with their sleep. So step number one is to have the same wake-up time every single day. Now notice I didn't say bedtime. I said wake-up time. Here's why. When you wake up in the morning, sunlight hits your eyeball and turns off the melatonin faucet in your brain. This is a signal to your brain that it's ready to start the day. The reason so many people feel like crap in the morning is because their melatonin is continuing to be produced and they get that groggy, logy, blah kind of feeling, right? They don't just 
boom, jump out of bed. Hey, I'm ready to go. Part of that has to do with when you wake up in your sleep cycle. So if it's incredibly consistent, I promise you, your brain will start to know what to do in the morning. And that morning fog begins to dissipate pretty nicely. Step number two has to do with caffeine. So caffeine has a half-life of between six and eight hours. This will depend upon how quickly of a metabolizer you are, your age, your medical situation, things like that. So if you stop at 2 p.m., that gives you eight hours before it's 10, which is roughly people's normal bedtimes. So step number two is to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Is there other things that I wouldn't know that I might be eating or drinking that may have caffeine that I should avoid? Yes. So anything that's got the word energy written on it probably (laughs) got some form of caffeine in it. What about chocolate? So here's the good news. You'd have to eat like a three pound Hershey bar to get enough (laughs) chocolate to really make it bad for you. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. I've got some patients that can't fall asleep after they eat a chocolate kiss, and I got other people who can have six lattes at nine o'clock and go right to bed. Here's the big difference though, is if you have caffeine that late, you might be able to fall asleep, but the quality of that sleep is definitely gonna be suspect. Step number three has to do with alcohol. So there's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out. While alcohol does make you feel sleepy, it actually keeps you out of the more physically restorative sleep. But there is a way that you can drink alcohol and still be able to sleep. So step number three is to wait three hours after your last drink. Do yourself a favor and add one glass of water for every alcoholic beverage just to keep your hydration levels good and you're good to go. That's a good one, really good. So step number four is to exercise daily but stop exercising four hours before bed. This gives your body ample time to relax cool down and be able to get the benefits of exercise, but still be able to sleep. And here's my last one. Step number five is to give the sun a high five every morning. And what I mean by that is when you wake up, you should have a bottle of room temperature water right by your bed. Grab it, go over to the window, drink the water and get direct sunlight. How long do you have? 15 minutes. Let's say you can go to sleep, but you wake up during the night, kind of like at three or four in the morning every day or whatever. What do you do then? Because typically your mind's probably thinking, great, I'm awake again. I want to be able to sleep, you know, obsessive thoughts. What can you do? So first of all, if you do wake up in the middle of the night, I always ask people, what was the timing of your last meal? And the reason why is most people have finished eating by about seven o'clock. And most people tell me they wake up somewhere in the three o'clock range, like three, three thirty, or four. And so when you look from seven to three, 
that's eight hours. Basically, you're out of fuel. Your blood sugar drops in the middle of the night and you require blood. Believe it or not, your brain uses as much glucose when it sleeps as it does during the day. There are some times where in REM sleep, you actually use more sugar in your brain than you do when you're out and functioning during the daytime. So easy thing, it works in about 30, 30% of the cases out there is if you take a teaspoon of raw honey. So that's one thing that I have everybody do. Number two is if you wake up, don't look at the clock. Now, everybody does. And then you instantly do the mental math, right? And then you say, I've only got three hours to sleep. And then you really try really hard and you go sleep, sleep. And it doesn't freaking work, right? So here's where the attitude adjustment comes in. When you do look at that clock, you want to say, awesome. I've got three hours left to get some great sleep. You will be pleasantly surprised because what you're not doing is causing all this autonomic arousal. All of those things activate us and we don't want to be activated in the middle of the night. We want to be calm in the middle of the night. Now, number three actually is what if you wake up and you got to pee? Well, you should go pee if you got to pee, right? So here's the thing. If you don't actually have to go to the bathroom, don't worry about it because a lot of people think, well, I'm up. I might as well go pee. Here's the problem is you go from a lying position to a seated position to a standing position, your heart rate just went up. Most people don't know it, but in order to get into a state of unconsciousness, you want your heart rate to be at about 60 or below. Chill out, do some deep breathing, and just relax yourself back to sleep. Well, Dr. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. It was very enlightening, and I will be implementing all these steps that you gave us today. So I appreciate your time today. All right, guys. Take care. Sweet dreams. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561 562-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.